0: Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, also known as Grow Podcast, as we rebrand all of our products we do at growprogram.com. Growprogram.com does support. Um, This is a free service that we give you, but it does take time. It does take money, and that's one of the things that Grow Program does, so be sure to check us out at growprogram.com. You can definitely see that we've got a new website. We've got a bunch of new products. It's really, really cool. Um, Anna and the team have been working overtime. So, so today we're going to continue on with the young agent series also known as these times of the young agent and I think it was important to bring young agents on because you always hear if you're a young agent or even if you're a veteran you always hear the fact that people are always saying you know the young agents are the future they're the future of our industry well I'm sorry I've been hearing that now for 10 or 15 years and I want to say this we are the industry right now we are the future we are the present and I think that's important and bringing people on like I'm bringing on today. I'm actually bringing on two, a husband and wife, but most importantly, both business owners. And they, I'm bringing them on because um, I've heard some special things about the things they're doing, but I'll let you know. I don't even know what it is as well. So as you listen to this, this is going to be like me listening as well. They've just been referred to me uh, by Ryan Hanley and actually by a, another person at trustedchoice.com, I guess who's familiar with them. So, But in the meantime, remember insuranceforeplay.com, insuranceforeplay.com. That's where we have our book, Customer Service is Just Foreplay. It is the modern customer experience that's going to separate you from your competition. And today when we talk to uh, Will and Lisa, that's some of the stuff that we're going to be hitting around, that experience that they provide. So if you want to find out more, find, you can go to Amazon.com and put in customer service just for play, or you can go to insuranceforplay.com and find out more about it. Last of these, I want to let you know um, we had some success already with the podcast that we've been doing talking about the mastermind. Uh, The Mastermind is a group where we meet. There's 73 agents right now. And it's not just like any group that's open to everybody. It's an exclusive group. Um, There's about 20 honorary members in there like the Steve Andersons, the Kit Chris Amrines, uh, the Ryan Hanleys. Uh, uh, the Ron Bergs a lot of these people that you pay money to go see they're in the mastermind so that when you get your answers and questions and your things that you want to know and the things you want to share you're going to get feedback not only from other agents who are young and uh, and veterans but you're also going to get them also from some people who are really well known in the industry so let us know uh, keep in mind if you hit me at jason at growprogram.com uh, and say Jason I want the free 60 day trial just let give it to me and I'll give it and you get all the services all the videos the members area you can get on the live calls everything it's exciting so just let me know jason at growprogram.com but in the meantime let's get to what this is all about Um, and anna cue the music let's go Here we are back, so I'm going to roll right into it by introducing to you um, two people, like I said, husband and wife, but that really doesn't matter. It's it's more about business here, and regardless, husband and wife, I think you're going to find out they're an exciting crew together. I think that's what makes uh, Will and Lisa Lemansky. Did I say that name right?
1: Close, Lemansky.
0: Lemansky, okay. So Will, Lisa, <laughs> say hello and uh, to the listeners.
1: Hey listeners, how you doing? I'm Will Lemansky. Uh We own uh, agency Myers Lombardini Lamansky Insurance in East Lansing, Michigan.
0: Hey everyone! Fantastic, fantastic. So we're <laughs> going to get into that, and I, you know, and I, I Will and Lisa, what this is going to be about, and what the listeners are going to be expecting is, is let's just uh, let's talk as agents. Let's have that open conversation, that dialogue um, from the beginning to where we are now. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Sound good? Perfect. Let's go. Fantastic. So so I'm going to start. Uh, you guys can choose uh, whoever wants to take over and talk and stuff like that. Even if we talk over each other, that's fine. But take me back to uh, the beginning, maybe. Let's go to Will, Lisa. When did you guys meet? Kind of bring us forward into the agency. How would that start? What other jobs did you do before that? And then how did we get to where we are right now? Take it over.
2: Awesome. So, Will and I met at Aquinas College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and actually, our first class, like, first college class ever, um, we had a lot of mutual friends, and we just kind of hit it off. And um, 13 years later, we're now married and um, own our own agency. But um, before that, we um, I got a degree in political science from there. Will, um, Will got a double major, triple major, triple major, from Aquinas, and knew he wanted to do insurance for a long time, I think. And I had I wanted to be a college professor. Like my dream was to go, or, or you know, and and teach at the college level political science, or even go I don't know to work somewhere in like a third world country for a little while. And I don't know, things kind of it didn't work out that way, but they ended up working out for the best anyway. So wow.
1: So yeah basically what happened is uh, how we, how we kind of got here, uh, I'm a fourth generation insurance agent in my family. Um, my great grandpa started an agency in the um, 20s. My grandpa had an agency. Um, he passed away at, at the age of 52, but my mom and uncle uh, worked in the family agency. So growing up, <clears throat> my mom and my stepdad had an agency in Battle Creek, which is about an hour away from here. Um, That whole time, I was like, well, maybe I'll go into the family business with my mom. Um, She really didn't want me to go there because there was a stepbrother who worked uh, there. And, and, you know, he was kind of like the perpetuation plan, so I'd kind of be second fiddle, you know. Right. Um, So I ended up going with my uncle. Uh, That was the plan here in East Lansing. And um, um, basically, I I worked for an insurance company, odd owners. Here uh, in Michigan as a claim rep for five great,
0: years. Great company.
1: Yeah, and um, worked out in Detroit. Handled some crazy claims, auto claims. Handled Michigan no fault claims. So um, I did that while I worked there. Um, Lisa was. It was the economy stunk, so uh, Lisa couldn't find a job anywhere. Uh, she interviewed at auto well, owners,
2: especially in political science. Well, so.
1: yeah. Not, nothing too close, let's put that way. And um, <laughs> she she got a job working at auto owners as a commercial underwriter and um, worked there for eight years.
2: Yeah, I helped them with their web, um, commercial auto web products. So I got to do a lot of things while I was there, not only just underwrite, um, you know, businesses and business insurance, but then, um, you know, I got to present at different schools and things like that. So it really opened up a lot of different opportunities for me while I was there And then um, Will decided to leave Auto Owners, and I stayed, and he um, came to the agency side of things, and like, oh my gosh, I think four years ago now, um, he was like, hey, I think it's time for you to go, you know, I'd really like you to come join me at the agency, and I was like, sure, why not? You know, I kind of felt like it was my time to do something different and, you know, try something new and stuff like that, and I love change, so... I was I was ready for it. You
0: the difficult love thing. change. That's great. That's good stuff.
2: I do love change. Will does not love change. That's why we're a good we're a good mix. Pretty wow. much opposite polar opposites, but it works really well for
1: us. Sweet. Well, the difficult thing for me, Jason, is like w- when I came here, like I was almost ten years ago, and yeah, four years ago we, we bought them out, but. Um, you know, all my family's in insurance, so what that means from a sales aspect is, is, I mean, you can't call your family to write their insurance, so I was pretty much <laughs> dropped into the agency, and they say, well, go ahead and sell, and, and, you know, take a class or two, so, you know, I know how it is to uh, be sitting at your desk with, with nobody to call and not knowing what the hell you're going to do, and... um it's just kind of think or swim and it, it took me a couple of years to get out there network find out what works find out what doesn't work you know um, I wasted my time on so many things um, got successful at others and I, I equate that whole process of getting started to like a like starting a train you know you <clears throat> it takes a lot of momentum and, and, and a lot of energy to get that train going and once you get it going it's difficult but after like a year after two years all the renewal started happening all the referrals started happening stuff was coming to me easier I was getting confidence and it just kept moving and moving and moving and moving and um
0: and it's actually tough to stop just like a train if you do your job it's it, tough to stop
1: it's very tough to stop and that that's some of the things that I look at now you know 10 years later and, um, you know, I, w- with other insurance agent buddies of mine, I talk with a lot, you know, how much is enough? I mean, right. you know, you can't, you can't go at 90 miles an hour uh, for 30 years, or at least certainly, you know, is that a good thing? Is it not? I, so, I, I so, wonder about things so like that. So, there's a couple huh?
0: things that's interesting. So, you kind of both have, I mean, a, a triple... What you say, major? Is that what Lisa said about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow, that's straight geeked them, dude, right there. That is straight is. geekdom. He's a polar You
2: see all the dozen nations.
0: I'm telling you, that is cool, though. I'm saying, see, today the word geek and nerd is used in a positive light, in my opinion. <laughs> and so, I mean, when I say that, I'm like, wow. And then you kind of have the thing where you were wanting to be a professor, Lisa. And so what's amazing is, is maybe you guys have found this out. Tell me if I'm wrong. It, teachers have a high success rate in this insurance in a business it seems like when they come in they a lot of them don't fail have you seen that have you, have you looked at that everyone ever um well you
1: know i what when you say teacher it makes me think of um i don't know who i can say or not say but we, we've been the dave ramsey endorsement provider for yep. ever since you started it for insurance agents about six seven years ago mm-hmm. and um Dave always says, you know, he only endorses independence right. like us and um, we get about eh, 15, 20 referrals a month off that and have grown a ton off of that program. And he talks about, you know, you have to have a heart of a teacher, mm-hmm. which I mean, yeah, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm not, a, I don't feel like I'm an insurance salesperson. I'm more of a insurance counselor yep. and that really leads into with being a teacher. So,
2: and we pride ourselves on education in our office. Like we're not just going to turn out proposals left and right. We want to educate, you know, our customers and let them know, you know, what the best options are for them. And it's the same with our social media and, you know, our website. We really wanted people to look to us as a trusted advisor instead of just somebody behind a desk that's just cranking out, you know, proposals or quotes or whatever.
0: That's smart, and that's smart. And I think it's hard for agents to get away from that mentality. And that's smart. So, yeah. Lisa, do you see yourself the same way that Will kind of does? Is is being the, in the mind of that teacher, and and not as an insurance agent, but a, or a salesperson, but as a consultant?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's important for us to distinguish ourselves, especially from some of the direct writers, um, because you know we've conducted a couple interviews with some of the direct writers and um to bring on new younger agents in our office and it just seems like it's a churn and burn and it's
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um it's less about education and more about volume and and that's not how we operate and and i think it's important to remember that you know it's not it's about making sure that if something bad happens to one of our customers that we know that we've done everything in our power to provide them with the right coverage so that when we do get that call, we don't have you know we can sleep at night and we know that they're taken care of,
1: right. yeah, and you I think it when you start off selling insurance, you know as an as a, a young agent, you gotta sell. I mean, you gotta sell to make money, mm-hmm. and there's that intense pressure to sell, 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 produce to make money. But there comes a point when you don't need <laughs> to sell that home and auto insurance policy to pay your bills, you know what I'm saying? So you do become more of a consultant. You know, you look more on things uh, on a global perspective, like, you know, hey, man, we can't continue to insure this person when they have, they're spending, you know, $4,000 a year and having $15,000 in claims, Um, you know, or you look things at, at a service standpoint. You know, I can't continue to write this $600 $600 contractor and you know we're sending out certificates every other day on things so right.
0: so let me, let me back up with real quick because Will you said something and, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because I know you've probably got a lot of them but you said that you wasted a lot of time um, and the, and, yeah. the, and you've also found the things to be successful. Can you point out one thing that could be beneficial to that agent out there who's been doing it three months, six months, a year? Let's be honest. Sometimes fourteen to fifteen years. We're never we never quit learning here. What is a couple things that you found out was a waste of time versus maybe one thing that you found was to be successful?
1: Yeah, a waste of time is, is is old traditional forms of advertising, and you know I I. Or, or showing up to, like, chamber of yeah, I was going to say, like, like,
2: I think some of those things, and maybe just because we live in East Lansing and there's a lot of different chambers, we both found that that was not, it was really not worth our time. Where I would say, well, um, we're involved with um, BNI, Business Networkers International, that's a much better use of our time.
0: So basically organizing and strategizing your time in an effective manner to what works and what doesn't work and not fooling yourself into thinking that things are working that really aren't. That was kind of something you figured out.
2: Right, and not being afraid to say, you know what, this is not, you know, this maybe isn't working, but it doesn't mean that you're a failure or that you're failing at anything. It's just that right at that time, at that moment, this isn't what is the best use of your time. And you have to, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves. And I think you have to recognize that just because you make a mistake, it's okay, we all fall down, we all have to. What makes us good salespeople is pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and dusting ourselves off and saying, all right, I got to go at this from a different angle, or I have to try something different. And I think a lot of people have a hard time doing that. I mean, it was hard watching Will in the very beginning because he would get really, you know, down on himself you know, especially when I was on the company side, you know, like, Dad, you know, I just tried this, it didn't work, or hey, I went he would go door to door to some of the businesses and, and drop off cards and introduce himself and we didn't write any business from it. And it was really frustrating for him. But every single time he got knocked back down, he picked himself back up.
0: Yeah, so there were like other It's like rocky.
2: <laughs> well, and there's a lot of people who couldn't do that. It's hard to get told no and then finally it just becomes easier after a while. Yeah.
0: You before. know,
1: you know, like a couple other failures, I, I look back now, there were people, you'd go out and they'd say, let's say it's a twenty, thirty, forty, dollars $30,000, $50,000 commercialized account. And as a young agent, you're like, man, that's great, you know, all this stuff. Well, there, and then you get in there and like, yeah, we had to quote it out every three years and send it out to three people. And I, I spent one summer, <laughs> I, I I looked at five or six accounts about that size and it was all the same scenario where they would shell it out, shop it out to a bunch of people. And, and I was inexperienced and thought this was just great that I'm looking into this and I'd woo them with my uh, charisma and nothing happened. And I look back on that and say, what a freaking waste of my time. I, you know? So mm-hmm. if somebody were to call me up now... And they're a $50,000 account and they've been with their agent 20 years and they shop it out every few years So I'd say, it sounds like you're in a great program. You don't
0: want to move. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and, and and you guys also find Lisa and, and Will that like when you would go out as a young agent, it seemed like for some reason we had like this big brand on our forehead that said I'm new to this business because the people who would always like that you know they couldn't find a work comp policy and get out of the pool or they've got something real hard that they've tried already with fifteen agents and they see you coming and they're like oh yeah help me with this and you're all excited and you go back to the office and then you come to find out after calling seven companies and trying trying to fit it through seven holes that it shouldn't be going into that this is just a common thing did, did that ever happen to you at the very beginning oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you'd find out yeah exactly i mean there's if if three guys are if three agents are looking at it every three years i, I always looked at it like you know i'm you can't reinvent the wheel you know what i'm saying i mean that's it's, right it's, Right. I would say
2: we even still get it a little bit, um, Will's uncle still works with us in the agency and um, sometimes his customers will call and they, we can help them and we have told them the exact same thing that Bob's going to tell them but for whatever reason because we're younger I, and it younger. doesn't matter how, how we present it, you know, we've been in the agency side, you know, both of us a long time now, you know, Will over 10 years we've both been in insurance for over you know, over ten years. It doesn't matter. Like they some some people still want to hear it, hear it directly from Bob. That's right. So it, it even now and I mean I don't I mean I yes I am young but I'm not I'm definitely not like twenty two or twenty three. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean we still feel it even as a little bit older if you wanna say
0: young agents. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And it is crazy and I think as to all the agents out there who are listening and you're trying to get past that, yeah, it seems like that, you know, they wanna to go to the um, more veteran agent and listen to them, they don't wanna to listen to me. One of the things that the agents here at our office has found out is that a niche can get you as, uh, as far away from that as you can at a young age and uh, as a young age I mean you can you can study a niche and in three to four months no more than some other person who's been in it 30 35 years and I think that that's one of the many values of being in a niche now let me let me change gears here real quick. Um, so we found out one of the wastes of our time was was old forms of marketing, going to chamber meetings that doesn't work, and that and that's gonna blow a lot of people's mind, guys, because that's like one of the things you know as you start out as a new producer, or heck, agents who have been doing this for five and ten years, they kind of get thrown into a windowless room with wood paneling walls, they get a rotate <laughs> you know and the old rotator phone, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're thrown a phone book and said start calling, and that's just terrible. And you guys talk about the fact that one of the things that you found was this new forms of marketing so what does what does a process look like what does how are we collecting our clients and our prospects and turning them into customers are we doing a welcome pad out the back how are we cross selling is there any any insights that you can give us into what that looks like in your agency well I mean yeah I mean it's
1: it's mostly referral based what we're getting Um, you know, I, I, every year we we have these grand ideas of what we're going to do, and then every year we get so damn busy. Um, you know, that we never, you know, it's saying, It's like we never, we never pinpoint things down and and do a bunch of things. But
2: I, well, and I think one thing that was super important to us was when we bought the agency. It was important to me to rebrand us so that it was our agency and, and no offense to Bob and Bob, um, but it, it was ours and I wanted to make it ours. And so that meant, you know, we worked hard for this. Nobody handed us anything, you know what I mean? So for me, it was a sense of pride, like this is our office. And so what do we want to do? How do we want people to see us? Um, and that started with, you know, going out there and looking at competition and seeing, okay, what do the websites look like in our area and how can we be different and how can ours look different and how can we, you know, when I go and I look at a doctor or I go to a salon or I go wherever I'm going to go, you know, it doesn't even matter, a restaurant, a brewery, wherever, you know, I go out and I look and I read, you know, I go to their Facebook page, I check out their social media, I look at their, you know, I maybe I want to look at their menu online, so I go and I go to their website and things like that and so... That's kind of where my creativity was like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're gonna rebrand ourselves and we're gonna remarket ourselves and we're gonna take the agency to the next level and no offense to Bob and Bob. It just wasn't a priority to them, which mm-hmm. was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I think that I think that's one thing that um, I felt like we did a really stand-up job doing was we didn't we didn't come in and take everything take the blow by the horns and change everything. We still consulted with them. So that they still felt like you know still felt a part of the process that's right and we didn't want them to feel like there was that they didn't have any value or they didn't serve any purpose in the agency because that was not the case we just and we, we tried to make it you know really we tried to be sensitive I think to that and I I think sometimes um maybe other people or I've, I've heard of other agents and other scenarios where they don't do that and I think that's when you start stepping on toes and and just because you know a different generation does business differently or operates in a different way. It doesn't make it wrong. It's just different. And I think we have to respect each other for those differences. And so they weren't too thrilled when I said we, I wanted to put us on Facebook. Um, but over time, especially once their customers started commenting on maybe our post or maybe they didn't like our post or comment, but they would make sure that they talked about it when they called Bob um, to talk about their, their insurance. Wow. That's when it they felt like, hey, okay, this you know, this maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Maybe maybe Lisa isn't so out in left field that you know we can put my picture on on Facebook when it's my birthday, or we can take pictures around the office of you know activities that we're doing, or, or you know things like that. So, I think that was, that wow. was really important, that. and and that's been a big. You know, maybe people don't necessarily see anything, but I want them to go out there and look at us and and have in their image, these people are serious, they're educators, They, they wanna be an advisor to us. And they can contact us in any form that they want. If they're not big into social media and they wanna go to our website, we have a contact us page. I get an email right away and I, we immediately get somebody contacting them and calling them, however they wanna be contacted, whether it's email or phone, we're on it.
0: So sometimes, as a listener, you may think to yourself, am I wasting my time listening to grow podcasts? Am I, you know, are they really going to help me? And are these people real that Jason's interviewing? Lisa, I got to say, that was probably one of the most profound, um, insightful three to four minutes we've had in a while. No disrespect Thank you. to the other people. Well, and here's the reason why. You absolutely got personal. You were able to relate with all the agents. I know you're driving down the street. I know that you're running down the, the road right now and you're listening to this saying, wow, it may have taken you so much you stopped and sat down on the on the bench. And it's not because you're lazy or you're out of shape. It's because what Lisa said was electric. And the reason why, Lisa, is so many young agents are going through that. And when I say young agents, I'm talking 45 and 50-year-olds are still trying to grasp this. But here's the important part. You gave so many great steps and great ideas and thoughts as to how you can help convince the other generation because as we know they're the ones with all the wisdom but we're the one who, who, who can who can show them the path the new path that needs to be followed and then as we journey down that path your your wisdom helps us reflect back on the things that did work 20, 30, 40 years ago. I say this all the time Will and Lisa it, it's basically a lot of the same stuff we're just using different tools in order to network and market and create relationships. And I agree. This is uh, that was great. That was great. I if you have to go ahead and back it up. Uh, it w- it was about 7 minutes ago. Back it up and re-listen to what Lisa said there cuz that was uh, profound. Will I see why you got attracted to this woman called Lisa. Good good work. Good good work. Good work. Um so anyway. <laughs> so that that was really electric. So do we have any kind of referral program that you guys do? I mean, I'm not putting I'm only putting you on the spot because understand that like 95% of the agencies we're talking to aren't doing anything and, and they're wanting to learn from you. Is there a way you guys touch other than using your Facebook, other than using LinkedIn? Is there a way we keep correspondence? Is there anything like that that you're doing?
2: Um, we do have YouTube videos that as much as Will, sometimes you know, it's hard for him to find time to do them. We shoot YouTube videos, and I think that's even maybe a good way to help bring in older agents. I haven't done that quite yet. I mean, it's on my list, but if, if we want to use the... the past generation to help us, shoot a YouTube video with them for two minutes and then throw it on your on your website, you know, or email it to your clients. I mean, if you're going to talk about work audits, you know, send them an email and say, hey, we just shot this great video in our office. It's only two minutes long. It won't take you that long. Learn all you need to know about work audits,
0: you awesome. know. Awesome.
2: Awesome. That's been really good for us. People come up to us and say things to us um, at different functions about how they love those videos. And some of our best videos are shot at our house. Um, yep. Will's, you know, shoveling out our egress windows. He's talking about our pop-up camper, you know, anything.
1: Right. And uh, aside from that, like, like, really the referral programs we have are uh, Dave Ramsey program, um, BNI networking uh, I see those, that's like the dollars we spend for those programs um, versus, you know, throwing our name in the newspaper, and those are kind of like those little drip things, you know, you're not going to like go crazy busy in any given month with that program, but over the span of time, you know, if you get, you know, three, four, five clients a month that you're writing off these things, then you can look into different other avenues to try to write, you know, those niches. Do you know, guys advertise niches, in you know, the newspaper, Will? No. no, the
2: He's only, I think the only traditional one that we do, and to be honest, it's probably more for Louisville and I, The Wharton Center is um, at Michigan State University, and so we'll go and see Broadway shows and, you know, things like Riverdance and things like that, and our name is on the back of the program. But to be honest, we've never gotten a lead from that ever, and the Bobs have been doing that for, I mean, it's probably been over 10 years.
1: Yeah, I. if, if I were to have a budget of whatever, let's come up with a number, $10,000 a year. I would do more things like uh, hire a a marketing company to market to certain types of commercial clients to get my foot in the door. Um, There are companies that will set up appointments, things like that, Um, trustedchoice.com for one, Um, Dave Ramsey program. I do things like that, that you can look back on the span of a year, and this is, I, I hate it when people say, well. You know, it's name recognition. Well, name recognition is great, but, you know, name recognition doesn't, I can't look back on 2014 and say, I spent X on this program and we wrote Y. You know what I'm saying? It's just this overall thing that you can't track down, which just kills me.
0: And so you guys are Trusted Choice, Um, you you guys, do you guys use, do you guys pride yourself? Do you guys uh, uh, use the Trusted Choice logo and brand? Yeah.
2: Yep. We use it on everything. Yep. Um, all yep. of our mail any mail that
0: we have. i uh, it's on our website. Um Yeah, we're big Facebook, we're big users of that as well. I'm I'm I yeah. love it. I love it personally. I think if we'd all get behind it it could be just so powerful, it could be ridiculous. It's well, no, that, that the, that is, name.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that is the future. Because I mean, like yeah, you like you were saying, years ago. I think our parents and, and grandparents they went to the chambers of commerce. They were involved in all the vol- um, you know the vol- volunteer positions at the Rotary and Alliance Lions Club, and that got them business. But that's not the reality today.
2: Well, and I think our chamber of commerce is more like the B and I's, the Dave Ramsey's, the TrustedChoice.com. It's just evolved.
0: Yes, I agree. I I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree.
2: We just so, need to get the trusted choice brand out there. So like when you say Dave Ramsey, people are like, oh yeah, it would be great to be, when we say trusted choice, people are like, oh yeah, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? I just I think agree. we just need to, that just needs to go to the next set.
0: So, um, now let's wrap it up. So is there, is there anything specifically that you guys, uh, I mean that you guys think got left out? Anything you want to tell? Anything that, to help the veteran, help the the young agent, uh, Anything?
2: I would say um, one of the big things for Will and I was getting involved with our Young Agents Council here in Michigan. It has been phenomenal, um, mm-hmm. especially for Will when he first started out. Um, I mean, I could relate, but I was on the company side, so it was a little different for me. And it was hard because the agency at that time, you know, the average age was in the 50s. And so it's hard for Will to, it was hard for him to relate to to the Bobs at some point. Um, but he also needed somebody that he could bounce things off of just besides his wife and his friends who who you know they got it but they don't have no insurance So the young agent council for Michigan has just been fantastic we have made lifelong friends Um, we email each other all the time we text each other you know you can blow off steam or if you're frustrated about an account you can you know email them or call them on the phone and and all of you know these people are really close friends of ours now and you know we can go to them if we have a question like hey where do I put this piece of business so I can't even say how important it is to get involved in your local young agent because it it has made a huge difference for us
0: that's awesome and I didn't cue you to say that and the listeners know I talk about associations all the time we just had uh, Boyd um, Boyd McGee on um, I always want to say Hi. I always want to say Boyd Tinsley and if anybody knows who Boyd Tinsley is out there he's the violinist of the Dave Matthews band but I always want to say that but anyways Boyd McGee um, who's the new national chairman we just did a great podcast uh, before it's actually at this recording it's not been released yet but um, I believe in the associations oh my gosh I believe in the associations you know and one of the things you know there's a lot of Facebook groups and there's these groups out there um, that that you know anybody can get get into and stuff. Here's the problem that I see with those as opposed to an association. I think they're awesome and I think they're valuable and I think that the associations to um, um, progress further need to understand those roles and captivate the fact that there's learning going on on Facebook. The problem with it is, is majority of the stuff that's in those groups, the people have no idea what they're talking about. Or or they're doing things 5, 10, 15 years ago. You can literally be in these groups and you can tell who's actually writing business and who's not. And where I cringe, Will and Lisa, is that there's there's agents in these groups trying to learn and they're being told things that are completely wrong. It seems like to me when it comes to my association contacts, you know – it just seems like it if a person is investing their time and putting their money out and going to these events and flying across the country to help other agents they're for real you know they're really about it they're invested in their agency they're invested in their career they're invested in their community they're invested in their family and 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 i just feel as if you get a little bit higher quality of person anybody can jump on facebook and just throw their two cents in but did you really invest your time and everything to actually do that? Do you guys agree with that? Disagree? Oh, completely.
2: Yeah. Mm We, we've noticed that too a little bit. I would say, um, even with the association side, not only just being able to talk to other agents, young agents as well, you you know, you have the continuing education opportunities, you have the opportunity to network with your people, you know, with your company representatives and other vendors. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a whole different thing. You're not Monday morning quarterbacking on Facebook, you know, where you could say whatever you want, you That's know, right. you may not even be a real person.
1: Um, yeah, about a year or two ago, I, I did this best practices look at the agency, um, you know, like finances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And through my contacts, the association, I, I, I reached out to agency owners who were, you know, who had been owners for 20, 30 years and asked what they did. And Ooh. I mean, that helped me so much. Oh. I mean, cause they, you know, that, yeah, I, every, everybody in their agency gets tunnel vision bad because yes. you sit behind your desk and I could ask my uncle who's ran our agency, but, I don't know what's right or wrong. Nobody gave me a handbook on how to run an office, run an agency. Right. So um,
0: a, a lot of
1: those people, you know, and, and that's what I would say to young agents, talk to those guys in those state associations who've been around for years. Yes, they, they understand things differently, but there are certain things that do change, obviously, but there are certain things that, that never change. And okay. and they can give you kind of a historical, uh, a lot of these guys love to help. Yeah, too.
2: it did
0: they do, especially love to help. with
2: them. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they do. They love to help. And then
2: you form a great relationship with them that can go, you know, for a long time. And and you know, you never know. Maybe you become a perpetuation plan for one of those agents. You never know. Yes. You know. And you should never. I mean, it, it's such an old thing, but and my parents used to always tell me this, especially my grandparents. You know, don't ever burn any bridges. And you know, mm-hmm. Will and I have always tried very hard not to do that because you just never know when when you you're going to need the help of somebody. So. You know, that that generation, that older generation, it they still are credible and they still have great, great things to to give us, you know, and great information to share with
0: us. If there is one thing let's wrap it up with the with two questions that relate to each other. Let's switch over to the company and help them. If there was one thing that you could tell your companies would create uh, better relationships, would help you do business better, what, something along that thing. What is one thing they do well, and is one is one thing that you would like to see changed? Let's start with the one where something you think that they do well. I'm putting you totally on the spot, but I want to get a pure, pure answer from you.
1: Uh, for me, it's it's the automation ease of use. What, what blows my mind is when a company comes out and says, we wanna grow, 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 and then you're trying to grow, and then they hit back to you on all the under, it's like, well, yeah, we want that, but I need you to give me X, Y, Z, P, D, Q, and you're like, do you want me to fill out forms, and do you want me to, you know, answer all these questions and do things exactly how you wanna do it? Do you want me to be busy doing paperwork? Do you want me to be busy selling policies for you, so. Amen. Will, give me the good thing you think they do. Uh, the, the good thing would probably be that same thing. I mean, there are some companies like automation and like uh, being able to process things using their uh, web, okay. things like that. That is, I mean, if, if I can process something easily, um, submit claims online, etc., all of that ease of use, stuff gets thrown on the agents so much more than it used to. Um, we're expected to be a lot more than what we were years ago, so we got to do a lot of that groundwork here you know we got to do a lot of more work here whatever those companies can do to make our jobs easier with that is, helps us a ton
0: you know a lot of times the companies say to us they say uh you know you got to watch your csrs because as they're quoting they'll start getting used to a couple companies and they'll just steer a lot of your business that way my question to them always is why is that
1: it's not just because,
0: mm-hmm. exactly, it's not always because of the r- rate, it has to do with we're going to take the avenue of least resistance. Lisa, what is uh, one thing in, what's your answers to that, I mean, what's, something, what's one thing that they do well, what's one thing they don't do well?
2: Um, I think that they could be better at paying their people, Some of um, if, they, if I have a good underwriter, I want them to stay. I don't want them to hop to a different company, especially one that I don't work with. Right. Um, well, I want them to keep their good people and I think by doing that they have to be realistic on some of their pay structures and maybe not just necessarily pay but benefits you know whether that's a pay, looking at more of a paid time off type thing but keeping their employees happy so that they stay there um, wow. because that's what I you know I want a good I want you know I love my go-to underwriters I have you know people that I go to because I trust them and I know that they know what they're talking about when I ask them their questions because I'm calling them for a reason and I'm not We're our office, is not a complaining type of an office. We go to them because we have, you know, it's important. There's something important that we need to get done.
0: Interesting. What's so, some of the good what's one of the good things that they do?
2: They do educate some of our carriers are very good about educating their underwriters. Like their underwriters are very well trained. They can help us no matter what. They never make us feel um, maybe dumb for asking a certain question. Like they they'll walk you through some of our exceptional people will walk us through some of those screens like okay well you know and not in a way that makes me feel small they'll just say hey just so you know this is how you do it you know and and it's having that good attitude and and that willingness to help and educate that you know really sets them apart from some of the other carriers that we work with.
0: That's interesting answers I guarantee you very few would say that Lisa so once again (laughs) your, your uniqueness is sticking out. You guys Droid users or iPhone users? iPhone. Yep. Okay, sorry, you guys. That's one spot you're lost in the world. Um, so anyways, <laughs> so anyways uh, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. You guys got some books, uh, personal business, anything that you uh, think that's great that the listeners should know about?
2: Um, I love 1776. It was probably one of my favorite books. And How the Irish Saved Civilization is another one of my favorites by Thomas Cahill. I'm a big oh, Irish person. I love Saturday Dame
1: football. Wow, that's Yeah, awesome. me, we, we went... We went to an Irish festival last week, and there was an author, who was a poet. His uh, name's Thomas Lynch, who actually is a mortician in, in um, Michigan here, and has wrote a bunch of books and all this, had a PBS special, so I'm reading some poetry from him about a medieval mortician <laughs> so it's, wow. it's pretty it's pretty specific Jason well I'm, <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad that Ryan cool. told
0: me Ryan told me he says Jason you gotta call these people they're absolutely unique they, they I mean once again I mean seriously you were the first person that he told me about and so I was like man we gotta do this so guys I appreciate your time I think that uh, you guys really really gave a lot of insight insight that I wasn't even expecting so I know the listeners weren't expecting it um, anything you want to close up with
2: no, thank you so much for, for calling us. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I I'd
1: close up by saying, you know, the, the cool thing about the, being an, an agent and an owner is there's one of a 100 things that you can do. And, you know, there's stuff that we love doing, stuff that we hate doing. But, um, you know, become friends with your customers. Then you're not, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you've got customers 5% that you don't like working with or they're not fun to work with, move on. You know, write people that you do like, you know, life's too short to sit here and and have people yell at you and all this stuff and beat you up every year, Um, and it's not worth it. So write the people who are the good people, and that's easier said than done, but um, you know, mold your book into what you want it to be.
2: I guess I would say be
0: tenacious. Be tenacious. Boom. Mm -hmm. Drop in some word bombs. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for taking your time. You took uh, 41 minutes out of your day, you know, uh, to an average insurance agent, then eh, probably lost around 200 to 250 bucks an hour, you know, somewhere in there. So it depends on what you're worth, depending on the count you're working on. Once again, thanks very much, Will. Thanks, Lisa, very much for your time.
1: Thank
2: you. Thanks,
0: Jason. This has been the Grow uh, Podcast, formerly known as Agents Influence Podcast. Be sure to check out GrowProgram.com um, Look at a lot of the stuff we got going on there. majority of it's free and it's just a community agents. So you can actually sign up for a free Grow membership. It's absolutely free. You get access to over 40 videos, uh, all the recorded mastermind videos. I'm telling you, it's free. Just go there, um, put in your information and you can rock and roll, no obligation. So remember, Remember to tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass of the Grow Podcast.